Eagles Entertainment. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's the Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. Hello, everyone. I'm Eagles Insider Dave Spadaro. It's been a while since we spoke here. Um, Good episode today. Really good episode. Exclusive. One-on-one with Nick Sirianni, head coach, talking about his coaching staff that he has put together. Okay? That's one of the first things, obviously, that a coach has to do. Come in and fill out those around you. You're only as strong as those around you. That's the saying, right? So we're going to learn in just a moment here about what Coach Nick has put together. Now, also full disclosure here, we know a lot has happened with the Eagles since we last spoke. Eagles releasing Deshaun Jackson. Team is allowed to comment on that. Jackson, who's someday likely to be in the Eagles Hall of Fame, three-time Pro Bowler, one of the most electrifying players in the history of the Philadelphia Eagles. It was the opener, 2019 season. Carson Wentz at quarterback, Deshaun Jackson at wide receiver, making music. Here are the two calls, two 50-yard-plus touchdowns. Carson Wentz to Deshaun Jackson. We thought it was the start of something absolutely brilliant. Wentz steps up. Here comes the rush. He is going deep, and it is caught. And in for a touchdown, Deshaun Jackson! Give the people what they want. Give them some more D-Jack. Wentz looking. He's looking. He is going deep, and it is caught! Touchdown, Deshaun Jackson! Give the people what they came to see. Deshaun Jackson on a deep ball, perfectly thrown by Carson Wentz. Those voices, of course, Merrill Reese and Mike Quick. So Jackson really just limited by injuries, really no impact after that game. In 2020, of course, he had the 81-yard touchdown catch and run from Jalen Hurts against Dallas late December. But by and large, two seasons filled with injuries. And so the Eagles going young at wide receiver, something we will talk about in the offseason to come. And then the other move reportedly, the trade of Carson Wentz to Indianapolis for a third-round draft pick in the 2020 draft and a third-round pick in the 2021 draft and a second-round pick in the 2022 draft that could become a number one if Wentz plays 75% of the Colts' snaps in 2021 or he plays 70% of the snaps and the Colts reach the postseason. That is according to reports. That is all the NFL allows me to say on that until the league year begins on March 17th at 4 p.m. All right, let's get into it now. One-on-one head coach Nick Sirianni talking about his coaching staff and what he's put together in his first Eagles season. Hello, Eagles everywhere. I'm Eagles insider Dave Spadaro. Glad to have you with me today. And one of the things that a head coach has to do very early in his tenure is put together a coaching staff. The Eagles have done that. We announced it last week. And here to talk about it exclusively and for the first time, head coach Nick Sirianni. Nick, how are you today? Great. How about you? Doing great. Thank you. Um, Let's talk about the coaching staff as this offseason ramps up. Um, It is completed. Um, It is a process. Can you describe how you got to know all of these guys? Are they previous relationships you had in the coaching world? Are they references? Are they just flat out cold interviews that guys impressed you? 
I think the answer is yes to all those things, right? <laughs> you know, you have a variety of guys on the staff that I've had previous relationships with. And I think I've mentioned this before that when you have that previous relationship with that person, right, you, you've, you've essentially, let's say you've spent a year or two years or three years or four years with that person. They've had a three or four year interview process, right? So, you know, you want the best people on your staff that help develop the players. That's what it's all about. Then there's guys that, that you've, you've heard about through, through other people or, you know, somebody else that, not, that might not be a direct contact to me, but maybe somebody on the staff. You know, so it was always about the interview process. And then it was the vetting of that person calling around. It wasn't too much to call 10, 15, 20 people to see that have worked with that with that coach in the past and and see if you know what if that all checks out. If what you're hearing is checking out from the people that have spent that year or two with that person. So great process. And again, some people some of the guys were, we didn't know at all. Nobody knew. It was just, hey, this is a good coach. He's available. You know, this is a good coach in the college game. He's available. This is a good coach in the NFL game. He's available. Okay, let's go through that same interview process, and let's go through that same vetting process. So what what an experience. What We we got to learn a lot of ball, right? We're asking the questions, but then, you know, oh, man, that was a good idea. Oh, that was a good idea. Like, we got to learn a lot of ball. And that's what we do. We're ball coaches. So it was a it was a great process. It was long and it was tedious, but I know it made us better as, as a staff. Uh, we got the right pieces in my mind in here. And then it also it's made us better as a staff because we were just talking ball day in, day out. Nick, what were you looking for? What do you have with your coaching candidates now, coaching staff? What kind of what kind of guys and what they have to show you, what they have to prove to you to be on your staff? I think that there's there's a lot to it, right? I want to know that they know how to teach fundamentals. That is so important to me. And then our other job as coaches is to put them in the best positions possible to succeed, right, based off of your game planning. So that was important to me that I saw they could help in the game plan process of when we go through a week and, and help get our guys in the right p- positions. The other thing that was really important to me is that their core values coincided with my core values, right? I wanted to know, I wanted to know how they, how they connected with guys, not just, oh yeah, it's really important that we connect with guys. No, how do you do it? I wanted to know that how they, they coach competitiveness and fundamentals and football IQ, Right. And uh, how they held guys accountable. That was all so important to me um, to hear them just and just ask the question, tell them what I thought it meant and then let them talk. Nick, I will not ask you about every single one of your coaches, but let's get into the individuals and start with the coordinators. Jonathan Gannon, you talked about him a bit as your defensive coordinator. Let's elaborate a bit here. What do we expect from the Eagles defense in 2021 from a scheme standpoint? and, And what makes Jonathan such a great coach? You know, uh, Jonathan has been around, you know, two coordinators, and I know he's been around other guys too, but the, the two guys that really stick out in my mind are Matt Eberflus, who I was able to be around with the Indianapolis Colts for these past three years, who I think is a phenomenal coach. I love his scheme. I love his his uh, fundam- how he teaches fundamentals. And then also Mike Zimmer. I, I can't – I don't know if there's another coach in the NFL that I have as much respect for as a defensive coordinator as Mike Zimmer. And he's been a beater. He's around these guys constantly. I, those two guys are phenomenal. And, and you know, he's been around other good defensive coordinators. I'll let him tell you about all those guys he's been been around. But it's the people that develop us. And Jonathan's been around great people. And he's and he's a smart guy, so he's he's used a little bit. He's, he's 
listened. He's talked. He's he's um, gathered information, and he's came up with his own philosophies. So really looking forward to to everything he's going to do, and then just his attention to detail, his desire, his fire, just got a ton of energy and juice on the field that I know is contagious. And um, yeah, I can't wait for our guys to get around him and be around him every be around him every single day. On the offensive side of the ball, Shane Steichen is your guy. You've worked together. Um, what does he bring to your offensive philosophy? Yeah, Shane is a former quarterback at UNLV. And the way he thinks and talks about the quarterback to make the game simple for the quarterback, even seeing how much he's grown since the, the time I've been with him. We've all grown. We're, if, we're always growing as a, as a coach. And so he just has a unique way to be able to make, the, make things simple for the quarterback. And we saw that last year with Justin Herbert of, of how he was able to, to take a young quarterback who's never played a snap in the NFL and, and turn him into the rookie of the year. He makes the game simple for him. And he's got so much passion, especially when he's talking about that position. And as we all know, that is the most important position in all of sports. And so to have his expertise in that area is, is going to be huge for this football team. Michael Clay was here with Chip Kelly's staff. Uh, he comes back after a bit of a breakup. Uh, so the relationship <laughs> is reestablished in Philadelphia. He's here to run special teams, Nick. And uh, we knew Michael as a young assistant coach then. Um, what has he done over the years to impress you? Michael's interview was incredible. I've told this to our staff. Anything we threw at him, he had an answer for. And it was a good, detailed answer that he's thought through. When you're really ready for an interview, it's because you've been preparing for that interview for years, right? And you can't just prepare for an interview in a night. You can just tell that this guy has been preparing for being a special teams coordinator for his entire career, right? He's He's been around good guys. He's He knows the situations that he's, he knows what he wants to run. He knows exactly how he wants to coach it. Position coaches are so important to the development of players. So let's talk about a few of them, starting at the quarterback position. Brian Johnson at Florida, huge numbers last year. Why'd you bring him in as your uh, quarterback coach? Yeah, and so this is, a, this is a guy I didn't have a previous re- relationship with or no one really on our staff. But we saw a great coach, and we, we saw a great coach by numbers, right? As, you know, you saw what he did with that offense at Florida. Super impressive. What he did with that quarterback at Florida. Super impressive. So excited to have Brian. He brings so many so many good ideas. He brings, he brings an element of the college game that not all of us have. Again, couldn't be more thrilled to have Brian on the staff. At tight end, Jason Michael, 16 years in the NFL. Tell me a little bit about him. Why is he a good fit? If you look at Jason's track record with tight ends, like he's had some of the most productive tight ends um, there are. You know, he he had Antonio Gates in uh, San Diego. He had Delaney Walker. Last year he had Jack Doyle. He had Mo Ali Cox. He had Eric Ebron, right? And so these are productive players. Now, we know we like in this system to use our tight ends. That's no secret. I'm not giving away any secrets there. But what's most impressive about Jason is his guys are constantly ready to play. The development of Mo Ali Cox, I just I, I can't say enough about that. And to see his development over these past two years with Jason has been incredible. 
right? This guy has turned himself into a good tight end in the NFL. So much credit goes to Mo. So much credit goes to Jason. I know the product that he puts on the field each week. Um, and, and those guys are ready to play and, and ready to roll at all times. Jamel Singleton is the running backs coach slash assistant head coach. Explain, if you would, the title and then what kind of coach Jamel is. I'm, I must have called 20 people on him, and, this, and the response was the same over and over and over and over again. Got to have this guy on your staff. First guy I would hire. And it checked out, and he, he was just phenomenal detail in the fundamentals, uh, really was good with scheme. Um, core values. He's just got special leadership qualities. We just know that how much he can help this staff in, in so many ways. What are the responsibilities of a passing game coordinator and why is Kevin Petullo the right guy here? At the Colts uh, in 2020, Kevin was elevated to that position. And I had never been around that position before. I, had really, I really had never been around that position of, of pass game coordinator. We never had that. After about two weeks, I'm like, how did I ever not have this position? How did I not? How, how, this is so vital to us of what Kevin's doing on a day-to-day basis that I don't know how I live without it. Kevin just, Kevin's just got a really unique thought process of, of the past game. He's been a wideout coach. He's been a quarterback coach. I just think when you've done both of those, you really, really, really understand the the, the intricacies of the pass game because you see it on both sides. That position is so vital. Uh, again, didn't know it until I had it. And Kevin just did a phenomenal job. And I know our pass game was successful last year, you know, in a, in a lot of respects due to Kevin. Nick, let's wrap up the offensive side of the ball here with a couple of coaches that you've retained from the previous staff. Jeff Stoutland, offensive line coach, running game coordinator, Aaron Moorhead, wide receivers coach. Why did you re- retain them? Why did you bring them back? You know, I was obviously being able to be around Frank Reich for a long time. In these past three years, you know, Frank was coming off being with Coach Stout here in Philadelphia. You know, I always felt like I was Frank's favorite. I did. I, th- I thought I was like, I'm, I'm Frank's favorite. I was so excited about that until I heard him talk about Stout. And he loves Stout. And so... It was really this thing like, you know, this is how Stout did it. This is how Stout did it. And and you know what? And it was just incredible to hear somebody talk about a person, somebody that I really respect their football knowledge and Frank Reich, talk about a person in so much detail and hold them in such high regard. It was a no-brainer for me to, you know, when I when I got here, like, yeah, oh, Stout's the line coach? Good, sweet. Here we go. We're ready to roll. And I can just tell you this, over the course of the last month, it's as advertised. He's a phenomenal football coach. Just really blessed to have him on this staff. Um, you know, I know it's no secret that our offensive lines played really well all right, for the past, you know, years that he's been here. I know he's been here nine years. And, you know, you can and you can just hear the, the offensive line talk about him, of how much he means to them and how much better he's, they've got, that he's gotten them. And so – you know, that's that to me is one of the most important positions right there, um, having that coach that knows how to coach that position. And I know we got one of the better ones in the NFL in that. Aaron and myself and Kevin's path and Jason's path crossed in Indianapolis in 2019. Aaron did a minority internship with us. Aaron was able to be around us of what we how we kind of teach a wide receiver and how we teach the pass game. When we interviewed Aaron, 
Um, we heard them talking the same language as we did, right? And that, that was important. And so, you know, so we did have this prior relationship with Aaron that really did help uh, be able to, that comfort level of be able to retain him on the staff. But also, he's just a good football coach, right? You know, he's been showing us that this last month. On the defensive side of the ball, Nick, under Coach Gannon, uh, Tracy Rocker, defensive line coach, Nick Rallis, linebackers coach, Denard Wilson, defensive backs coach. What can you tell me about those three guys? You know, Tracy Rocker just, you know, played. Um, he's, he's got a ton of experience in the, in the college game and some experience in the NFL as well. Um, and so, you know, you just see the, again, the same thing. I, I know I feel like I'm saying the same thing over and over again. Fundamentals, 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 fundamentals. And just a good person, again, that the core values connect. And, uh, you know, he, he's got a good, unique perspective on the, on the defensive line. And I know he's going to be able to get the most out of, out of the guys that, that play that position. Nick Rollis, you know, I, I really like his energy and his – this guy loves football. He loves football. I, I just don't know if there's a better compliment than that. Like, this guy just loves – eats, drinks, and sleeps ball. Like, he loves it. He loves it. And and that's contagious. I can feel that. I can feel – you know, and, and just hear him talk about linebacker play, you know, he's intense. I just think that he looks like – he still looks like a linebacker. I'm not <laughs> sure he couldn't still play. I just think his ceiling is so high. He's just going to keep going like this. He's already a great coach, but he's he's just going to keep going like this because he loves it. He loves what he does. He's going to be at home. His wife's going to be trying to talk to him at home, and he needs to talk to her. Right? He needs to cut out time for him, but I just know he's going to have his iPad right there watching, <laughs> a, watching a game while they watch, I don't know, The Bachelor or something like that. So, And then as far as Denard – Denard was another guy in the interview process that just blew me away. And he just, his detail, again, you don't get ready for that process in one night. He's been getting ready for it over and over and over again. And his detail, his, his, um, his fundamentals, his scheme, like he just, he was, he's on it. He is on it. He's a, he's a really good defensive backs coach. And again, love seeing all these guys, you know, how they interview and then, and then how they look when they're here and it's just it's like you just get this like yeah that's the guy i knew it let's go so um really excited about those three guys all right last coach i gotta ask you about jeremiah washburn senior defensive assistant what does that role entail when you have a guy that has the experience on the offensive side of the football and being able to bring that to the defensive side, that's a very unique perspective to have. There's times we think, like, an offense thinks they know what the defense is doing or the defense thinks they know what the offense is doing. And, again, that's the conversations I've had with Jonathan a lot. Like, hey, is this really – is this happening what I think is happening right here? Yes or no, you know. And to be able to have that sitting right there in your meeting room, that's a good resource to have. I know people that have coached with him, and everyone speaks so highly of him, the people around the building – and that doesn't that just doesn't happen unless you're a good person and you're a good coach. And so, you know, I've been able to, to spend some time with him. Um, just a great perspective. Again, we talked about Brian's perspective from the college game. And then we talk about Jeremiah's perspective from the offense to be able to have that in the defense. What a great resource. Nick, you have me all fired up. Your energy is great. Uh, final thing here. It is kind of interesting. I mean, we're one month into your tenure, and then in another month here, free agency starts. What do coaches do on a daily basis right now? I'm not sure fans really get a sense of what happens. You know, at this particular point, it's always, it's always we're, depending on the year, like right now we're installing our scheme, right? We're installing our scheme of, of who we are and teaching it, right? It's, it's, we're teaching it. You know, 
not everybody has been in the scheme with us. So it's me and Shane teaching the offense to the rest of the position coaches. Now, Jason's a, a lot further ahead. He's been in it. Kevin's a lot further ahead. He's been in it. But it's the teaching, just like you would. And it's it's funny, what we do is we take that same thing we do in phase one and phase two with the players, and we're doing that with the coaches. Well, I mean, that's awesome. We get we get a chance to to practice that, too, with the coaches and then talk through things and, and massage things out because – Right, we we have this 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 experience on this staff. That's all these different guys, these different voices. Let's get it. Yes, this is what we're gonna do, but let's get, let's make it what we do, right? And let's get it together that way. So that's a big big portion. Of it. And then it's always watching. You know that we like to say that's the morning part of it, and then the afternoon part of it is is watching free agents and watching college uh, players, right? And really wrapping our mind around the next group of guys that it, that will be Eagles. And so, you know, that's kind of how the day's broken up. And then some of us coaches that don't have families to go to right now because they're living in other cities, we get to stay at night too. And we get to do the whole thing again, just get, just keep immersing ourselves in the football and into the into this building and into the city. Um, so it, I always think it's a great bonding time too between the coaches like, that we get to just be together all day, you know, it's just, it's good bonding. And, and again, that, that's really the connection to the, the coaches, coach to coach, player to coach, player to player. That's so important to me uh, for a good football team. Nick Sirianni, great job. Awesome information. Love, you are just so fired up about this thing. <laughs> I'm feeling it, man. We are ready to go here. I love it. Thank you so much for your time. And Thanks, uh, we'll talk to you soon. Nick Sirianni on the awesome. Eagles, new head coaching staff. Okay, that'll do it for this episode of Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. Thanks to Trevor Hayes and Ray Doyle and, of course, Peter Kelly for putting it all together. They all do a great job. Thanks to all of you for joining us each and every week. I'm going to have some time now with those assistant coaches, so we're going to have some fun here on the Eagles Insider Podcast leading up to the start of the business year 2021. And, of course, we'll keep you updated on the Eagles' moves between now and then because, let's be honest, this roster is going to look a whole lot different this year than it did one season ago. Thanks, everyone, for joining. Have yourselves a great Eagles day. And as always, fly, Eagles, fly. E-A-T-L-E-S, Eagles! In just over three years, Eagles Autism Foundation has raised millions of dollars for autism research and care. But this is about so much more than just fundraising. This is about making a transformational difference in the lives of those affected by autism. This is about bringing our community together. With inclusive, sensory-friendly events and accessible resources, we meet families where they need us most and where we can serve them best. Together, we're united in our mission to improve the lives of the autism community and to turn awareness into action. It's what we focus on every day in every way.